everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Girlish. My name is Gage and I'm here with my co-host Olivia. Hey everyone, it's me. So today we are back with a holiday themed episode since I can't even believe it's already November and Thanksgiving is next week. Um, So just in the spirit of the holiday season, we are going to be talking about our experience with the holidays as trans people and as members of the LGBT community. Sometimes holidays can be a little bit stressful because it may bring up unresolved feelings with family members you may not talk to anymore, or you may have to endure hours at a time of questioning and talking to people who may not necessarily agree with your identity and how you choose to live your life. So we're pretty much just going to be talking and discussing the holidays and our experiences, positives and negatives that we have had. And also because of the craziness of COVID and everything that's happened this year, that's also made it a lot more difficult for people to celebrate the holidays. So yeah, we're going to get into the festive holiday spirit since 2020 is almost over, thankfully. Yes. Ho, 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 everyone. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, the holiday is coming up, the holidays. Uh, Thanksgiving, uh, we're filming this Thursday. So from today, Thanksgiving is a week away. And I feel like we say this in every podcast, but time has just been flying by. Like it is crazy that like lockdown happened in March and like now we're in November. So I'm just trying to like process all this. I'm like, wow, time is definitely just like going so quick. Um, but yeah, we are in the holiday season, which for me is definitely a really difficult time. It's something that like I've been um, dealing with for a very long time from like the beginning of my transition. Um, I've had a weird relationship with my family and it's become this like whole thing. And it's been super, super difficult for me to kind of feel comforted during the holidays especially when I'm not around the family that I'm typically around or I was around my entire life so it's definitely a very hard um, season for me every year Um, and I think it's definitely important to talk about that talk about a chosen selective family and just have that discussion because I know a lot of you guys during the holidays may feel alone may feel scared may feel lonely Um, But there's a community of people that support you, and we'll definitely dive more deep into that. But before, um, I felt like it'd be really important to kind of of give some updates on things going on in our lives and things happening um, with you and me. I know there's some stuff, um, some really crazy stuff that's that's happening with you and your family. And yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about it, um, that would be, yeah, whatever you want to (laughs) do. Yeah, um, so I... I don't get to see my parents often. If you don't know, my parents live in Seattle and I'm currently in LA. So I actually haven't spent the holidays with them in two years. This might be the third. Um, They are planning to come down to California to celebrate Christmas. I took almost two weeks off um, during December. So I'm hoping I get to see my parents then. But my dad actually just recently got diagnosed with COVID. He tested positive. I think it was at the beginning of last week. And my mom might also be positive, obviously, since they live together. So that's just been really stressful. Obviously, I know there are a lot of people probably going through the same thing with family members and friends that 
are positive for the virus. But it just really sucks when you don't live near your family and you can't see them or support them. Granted, my my dad doesn't have any like negative symptoms. He just doesn't have a sense of taste or smell. And my mom is is pretty much fine as well. So I'm thankful that they're okay, but it just it's obviously very concerning, especially during the holidays when both of your parents are positive for COVID, knowing how much damage the virus can do. Um, but luckily, they've been in good health and they are in good health. So I'm hoping by the time that December comes around, they are not positive anymore. So we can still have or celebrate Christmas together. But that's pretty much been like a really stressful thing going on in my life. It's just kind of worrying. Like I said, they, they're okay. It's just like, oh, that thought of what could potentially happen. And we've heard so many stories of people who are in their early 20s or even younger that are perfectly healthy and still end up either passing away or having really, really, really bad experiences with COVID. So yeah, that's basically what I've been dealing with for the past week or so. It's good to hear that they are okay, because that's definitely something that it's scary for anyone to have to go through. Um, And it's just really, it's unfortunate that like it's gone to this point where I feel like it's so normalized that it's like, oh yeah, everyone's going to get it. But like, that's not how you should see this. Like this is a serious thing. And um, it is really great that, um, that they aren't experiencing any negative symptoms or anything like that, but it is wild because it's the holiday season. So like, imagine if you hadn't known or they were asymptomatic and you like flown there for the holidays or flown there for Thanksgiving and then you got it. And then like everyone you see gets it and everyone they see gets it. And then like, because it's like the truly like this web. It's just, so it is like effect. Yeah. And, and so like, it's really a scary, scary thing that like, like COVID happened so quick and it's like so easy to catch it. And so definitely is a serious thing that I feel like isn't taken seriously by like a lot of people in our country, as well as definitely um, not, <laughs> as well as all the politicians in our country. Um, I think Trump has been golfing ever since the fucking election results. <laughs> <laughs> so like, it's like it's really it's really uh, shitty because people are dying um, more and more, especially um, with uh, every like with. Uh, uh, the holidays coming up with it getting colder, people are getting sick again, and it's getting really bad. And so it is really worrisome um, of the potential like devastation that this can bring. And people have been, they get it more than once. People can get it several times. So um, yeah, this definitely is something that I think everyone should take seriously. I want to like put that out there. Wear, you wear your fucking mask. Don't be like that asshole exactly. that like I had to experience on a plane that wasn't wearing their mask. Like wear your mask. Be good people. Make good decisions. Yeah. It's just it's crazy. I feel like in LA specifically, we're gonna head into another lockdown because people literally don't care. I feel like most people here have kind of resumed back to their daily normal lives, except now they just wear masks. But like they're still going out and there's only so much a mask can do if you're consistently going out and you're partying or going out to bars or going out to eat and you're around people 24 seven there's I mean the mask can only do so much so it's really scary especially during the holidays this is a time where people like to have get-togethers and spend time with their friends and family so I I just know that there are a lot of people that are 
not necessarily going to take the virus as seriously as they should. And I'm scared that by January, the numbers are going to like skyrocket because of all of the travel during Christmas and Thanksgiving and everything else. So I don't know if 2021 is going to be much better than 2020, especially in regards to the virus. I mean, yeah, um, I'm really worried because I live in a college town and so everyone goes home for the break and they all go to their fucking whatever town they're from and around all of their family. And then campuses aren't closed, especially in Florida. Everything's open. So they're all going to come back in clusters and then everyone's just going to get it even worse. And it's going to be, I can already predict it being really bad. So yeah, 2021 does not look pretty. Um, but yeah, like I said, just be good. Make good decisions. Wear your mask. Um it's not you that you're trying to like, it's not, you're, you're not trying to prevent yourself from getting, you're trying to prevent other people from getting it. Think about other people and don't be so self-centered. Um, but yeah, make sure, make sure you wear your mask. If we all think that way, none of us would uh, get the virus. So yeah, please be smart. Uh, don't go to parties. Don't do anything wild like that. Uh, yeah. Think of other people. But with that being said, um, I think it's uh, we can go on to some fun stuff about uh, Trans Awareness Week because currently it is Trans Awareness Week, which is really cool. Um, and I'm trans and I'm aware. <laughs> and the game is trans and she's aware. Um, I'm aware. And- <laughs> but it is really cool to see like um, there's some really cool things happening this week that um, are really great for trans representation. And uh, we both wanted to talk about it. I wanted to bring up one uh, little anecdote or one little uh, story that I saw that I thought was really interesting. And that is uh, Playboy Mexico uh, got the first trans um, person to be on the cover. So literally, um, there's a trans woman on the cover of Playboy Mexico. Her name is, uh, yeah, her name is Victoria Volkova. And beautiful, stunning, and yes, super fucking iconic. Um, the the pictures are like gorgeous. Like she's so hot. I'm very gay right now, but like truly, like I, I'm I'm super obsessed um, with this the story. Like she's like a huge advocate, like for the LGBT community. And um, yeah, Playboy, fucking Playboy. Uh, what I grew up knowing as like this, like oh, like this, like stereotypical standard of beauty for women like that's what like people and like men like look at as like this like beautiful person or these beautiful women and to see that like a trans woman is like has a face on playboy is like it seems like a really big deal and especially because i'm mexican and like that's my country um (laughs) my home country but um yeah it's really cool to see like that progress being made like in in societies that I feel like def- desperately need that, like especially like communities that have Catholicism so ingrained into it. And so there's like a lot of internalized issues going on when it comes to like, accepting people who are from the LGBT community, accepting um, different diverse walks of life. So it's important to have things and figures like this, especially in places that are like that. So for me, it was really affirming to see a Mexican trans woman on the cover of a Playboy magazine. Like that's fucking rad. And I'm absolutely in love with it. Go look, find it, the the photos. Go like look her up on Instagram. Super fucking cool. Honestly, shout out to Playboy because they 
in the past, like this is their first trans cover, but also I believe it was almost a year ago at this point, Gina Rosero, who like is my idol. I aspire to be her. She's a Filipino trans woman. She was featured in Playboy and she was the first Filipino trans woman to be in Playboy, which was also another great point of representation. Just like you said, like seeing somebody that's literally just like you in a magazine like Playboy, which you wouldn't necessarily think as being open to having a trans person on the cover because it is so sexualized. And I know there are probably a lot of people who don't agree with having a trans model on the cover or having a trans person inside of the magazine itself. But I just think it's a really good thing in part of Playboy. And I honestly applaud them for that representation because you know, this is really important. It's important for people to see that trans people, trans women specifically come in all different shapes and sizes and looks and we're not all the same. And especially during the time times like this where we have trans representation and transgender week of awareness. It's just really, again, to drive home the point of how important representation is. And it just makes me happy thinking about all of the people who can resonate with these people being inside of Playboy and how inspiring it is and how, I mean, groundbreaking it is. I feel like 10 years ago, I, I would have never imagined a trans person to be in Playboy. That's something I literally never would have crossed my mind. So shout out to Playboy. You're doing a great, sweetie. And also shout out to the beautiful models that are featured in Playboy as well. And congratulations. It's really so cool to see and like the message that she's spreading in the the Playboy magazine, I think she has like a spread and just talking and advocating for trans people like in the magazine, which is really cool. This isn't just like a, oh, she's pretty. We're putting her on the cover. Like this is a statement that she's making in it. And like it's really affirming to see because like like this isn't like and I guess you can like go back and be like, oh, well, they're fetishizing trans people. But like like this is something that's like historically just been like like women on the cover, like cis women. So to have a trans woman on there, I think it's very, it validates the existence that trans women are women. They they do belong on covers. They do belong on like spreads. They're, 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 they can be models, they can be wives, they can be sisters. Like, like they're valid in that existence. They're valid in their identities. And so it's really cool. Um, I'm reading on the site right now, like things that she said, and one thing that was really cool to see, and this is from, uh, it's NBC News. Uh, something that she said was, for a long time, I hated my body and I, hating, I hated being a trans woman since I thought that that was what made me a less valuable person, less deserving of love, less normal. Um, and then she eventually went to say that she realized she had to accept herself before she could expect anyone else to. And I, I just think those are like really powerful words. And that's stuff that we've even said on this podcast where being trans is definitely difficult and it's definitely a process. And sometimes there's that like internalized self-hate. But once you come to like love yourself and express yourself, that's when it's important. That's when others see you as like valid and um, start to accept you. So it's just really uh, beautiful to see her words, like embrace your imperfections. She's just saying all this cool stuff. And I literally have just been upset. I've been trying to find like a, like ways to get a hold of this magazine because I just like absolutely am in love with this like story. When you said like 
fetishizing trans people, I just thought back to last episode in our conversation <laughs> about chasers and how all the chasers in the world are just ecstatic about this. And it just made no. me throw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> Take it back, please. Oh my God. Cut I was out. like, I, like going back to like last episode, because I think it's important. But like, did you see any, like, we got a few comments, like, like leading up to the episode where like we're getting like chasers like commenting on our stuff. And I don't know if you saw. Yeah. I feel like yeah. we have a considerable amount or a good amount of our following probably on Instagram are chasers. So I don't know if they felt some type of way if they listened to the last episode, but we said what we said and we meant it. <laughs> so if you're hurt, um, if you feel bad, um, you're still listening, so obviously it didn't offend you that much. But um, exactly. welcome to girlish, I fucking guess. <laughs> um, but for everyone's welcome. Take yeah. <laughs> We're accepting of all communities except furries. Thank Not that you. One. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think from leading from here, I think we can definitely go into talking about holidays because that's definitely the main topic that we want to cover. Um, and it's something that I think we're, we both think is important. So I don't know if you want to start this off or like how you want to do this. but Yeah. Um, so, I mean, basically, like I said in the beginning, it's kind of a mixed bag when you talk about holidays. I know there are a lot of people that are obsessed with the holidays and love it. They love Thanksgiving and they love Christmas. And I, I do enjoy certain aspects of the holidays as well. But being trans, it kind of alters things a little bit because, you know, everybody has those conversations with their aunts and their cousins and their uncles where they ask you awkward questions about, oh, when are you going to get married? When are you going to settle down and have kids and all of that type of stuff? But when you're trans, I feel like that's all magnified. Like they still will most likely ask you these questions. But on top of that, you know, you have to worry about the stress of them misgendering you or them saying something stupid about, you know, trans women or trans people in general. You also have to take into account that the election just happened. So you might have a racist uncle or auntie that are going to be upset that Trump lost. And, you know, it's just, it's a weird time. Oh, also not to mention COVID as well. So it's just like a really weird time for the holidays, given what has gone on in 2020. But I think mostly we just wanted to focus on our trans identities and how that's affected the holidays in general. So I guess I'll I'll let you go first. Do you, first of all, do you enjoy the holidays? Do you think, or did you enjoy them before you started transitioning? And has that drastically changed since you've come out and started your transition? Or have you always kind of just not been into it? So I would say the lead up definitely to the holidays, what when I was younger was always like annoying, like, oh, I don't want to like do this. But then like when I was there, it was like really exciting because like you're around all your cousins and you're around like all the people that like are really close to. So all of you are kind of like that angsty, like, oh, like I don't want to be here anymore. But like we're all hanging out outside and um, and I'm Mexican. There's a bunch of us. <laughs> And so, like, there's definitely that community, and, like, I grew up, like, loving it. I grew up love seeing my cousins. I grew up, like, whatever we decided to do, whether we're, like, all hanging out for Thanksgiving, and we decided to, like, oh, let's walk to the store, like, down the street, and it was, like, really, like, fun and stuff like that. 
But after coming out, I definitely was like kicked out of my house and it was this huge thing. And I haven't seen the majority of my family in like, it's been like six years, maybe uh, going on six years, five-ish years. Um, and yeah, it's really, really sad to see, especially like you said, the election just happened and literally my entire family voted for Trump, like on my mom's side, besides my mom. My mom is the only one that did it, but everyone voted for Trump and I just, I literally cannot believe it. Like we're Mexican people, a man that called my family and like all my people rapists, like they voted for him. <laughs> and so like definitely like seeing that it's like, is really, it hurts me a lot because I'm like, if I was still like out of or in the closet and I was living there, it would be so difficult for me. But um, it definitely is hard because it impacts me a lot because I go and I celebrate with my partner. I'm so lucky that I have her. Because if I didn't, I probably would be by myself during the holidays. But I'm lucky that her family has accepted me in and has given me um, a place to stay. They have given me a lot of love and guidance and help and support. And it's been beautiful. And they are really great. But I will say during the holidays, it is especially touchy for me. I kind of shut down. I don't really say much just because it is like it is something that I miss being around my family. But um, yeah, I'm not sure how you feel. Um, um, and if you've had similar experiences or if you have anyone in your family that's kind of like shitty like that, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say I've always pretty much enjoyed the holidays just because I'm really close with my family. So even before transition, Thanksgiving and Christmas, we would always have really big family get togethers. I'm Filipino. So Again, like you, like there's a shit ton of relatives that I have, and we would always have really big um, holiday parties. So I've I've been, always enjoyed the holidays. It's, I mean, it's changed a little bit since I transitioned. I haven't spent a lot of holidays at home since I've been transitioned. Like I said, I have moved to LA since then, and I've been spending holidays with my boyfriend's family, which I can talk about a little bit later. Um, but I am also one of the very few lucky people who've had a supportive family system. Like my parents and my grandma and everybody else in my family has, for the most part, been supportive, at least to my face, supportive of me transitioning. So it's never really been that awkward for me. Obviously, it's kind of awkward when you haven't seen like a family friend or a family member in a long time and they see what I look like now, like that's kind of awkward because I have to have those conversations over and over again. And obviously people are going to misgender me. I've, I've been misgendered a few times, but I, I can kind of understand coming from the people that I haven't seen in a long time, why that's happening. So I would say I'm not necessarily stressed about the holidays, but when I moved to LA, I've spent the last two holiday seasons with my boyfriend's family, both Thanksgiving and Christmas. And also similar to you, I'm really lucky that my boyfriend's family has been supportive. Um, last year, we went to like this Christmas party with literally his entire side of the family. Like it was the biggest Christmas holiday party I've ever been to in my life. There was like over a hundred people there and they all like know about me and like follow me and him on Instagram and like they probably have seen my videos before. So like even though no one's ever said anything to me that's negative or even though they haven't like brought up 
the fact that I'm trans in conversation, I feel like they're still thinking that in the back of their mind. And like, even though they're not asking me, I still have this unconscious or this fear in my head that every time someone speaks to me, that the only thing that they're thinking about is, oh, this is Russell's transgender girlfriend. Like, I wonder, blah, 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 blah. Like, that's my fear anytime I talk to or speak to like his family that I, I'm not close with. So it's it's very stressful. And I'm typically like, I'm not super outgoing if I don't know who you are. So just being in an environment with hundreds of people that I don't know, but they pretty much know all of my business and may have preconceived notions of who I am and who, what my identity is and what Russell's identity is for dating me. It's just, that's the most stressful part of me during the holidays. And no one's ever given me any reason to like be stressed out. Like everyone's always been super respectful, but those are kind of just my own thoughts and feelings, I guess, related to my own insecurities and my own dysphoria is just, it's hard to be around people you don't know. And like I said, in my mind, I'm just constantly thinking about what, what, what are they thinking about? Or do they think I'm pretty? Do they think I'm passable enough to be his girlfriend? Like those silly thoughts are always in my head during the holidays around his family in particular. Yeah, it's definitely um, like a mind game. Like your your head is like a, like so aggressive towards you and it like is like it feels like it's attacking you in, in situations like that. And I find it yeah, really hard when you're with your partner's family. Like I feel like that 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 was harder for me than the idea of being around my own family and being trans. And so um, it is hard because like, like you said, like, are they judging me? Like, how do they feel about me? What are they saying behind my back? And like, that's something that I'm always obsessed with. Like, are, like, are people talking behind my back? Are people talking about me? I don't know why I have this like fear of that. I do and too. Even if, yeah, even if it's good or bad, like, I just don't like it. And then like, I just like, I just need to know. I feel like, like, what are people thinking? How do they perceive me? And so it like really stresses me out. But yeah. Um, it is, um, something that I find pretty, pretty hard to kind of deal with. Like my partner's family, they saw me pre-transition, which like really, really sucks. Um, so they associated me one way and then they had to see me transition and they all like knew I was trans obviously, but that didn't stop like the misgendering and stuff like that. And even though they were really supportive, like I like I know that my girlfriend has like conservative people on her side of the family. And it's like really awkward because it's like I just kind of keep to myself because I don't want to outwardly have an identity or like be a certain way because I don't want to like have room for someone to like target me, if that makes sense. So I just kind of cowered in like my own like little bubble and I like kind of hide behind my girlfriend because I just I'm so worried of like, of, of just people perceiving me, I guess. So like a lot of times during family or holiday events, I do like kind of like come in a little bit. I like reserve myself because I don't know how people are going to react or treat me. And um, it is like really scary. I feel like every time every new holiday season comes around, there's like always like more and more people being added to like the kind of group. So I'm starting to see like family, friends and other people like that. And I've had situations where like Emily's sister and her boyfriend are introduced as like, oh, like, yeah, that's like Emily's boyfriend. And then for me, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's Emily's friend. 
Like I've been called Emily's friend. Yeah. Like literally right after um, her sister who was dating a boy for like two weeks, um, they called him her boyfriend. But for me, I'm Emily's girl or I'm Emily's uh, friend. So uh, it's like stuff like that. It's like really shitty that happens. And like I've been dating Emily going on six years in April. Um, so it's like stuff like that that like definitely is really hard and it's like it hits me because I'm like I just feel so out of place sometimes and holidays are just like really really crummy sometimes Um, as much as you want to love them like a lot of times you really can't have that like romanticism behind it because it can be very hard for sure that's true and I think or at least for me personally I hate confrontation so similar to you, I'm very like quiet when I'm at these gatherings just because I don't know like what somebody's thinking. Like even if they're nice to my face, I still have that thought in the back of my mind. Like the second I walk away, they're going to go talk to like the auntie in the corner and they're going to gossip about me or something like that's Those are the thoughts that I have. So I'm, I'm kind of guarded and quiet when I'm in those situations just because I don't want to make anything awkward especially considering the fact that this is not necessarily my family. So like I would hate for Russell to like have to deal with one of his family members saying something negative about me or saying they think I'm this way or that way. Like that's my worst fear. So it's just, it's really stressful because I mean, during the holidays, people obviously like to talk and they like to catch up. And when you're trans, you you want to talk about like j- your job, your work or school or the hobbies that you're doing or your relationship or something other than being trans. And that's oftentimes what people are most interested in. So they'll, they'll literally ask you about you being trans. Like they don't see you as just a normal person attending this party. They want to know about your identity. And that's that can be kind of frustrating and overwhelming if you're constantly being asked that question over and over and over and over again and you're in an unfamiliar position with people you don't necessarily know. So it's just hard to kind of step out of yourself and not be insecure about everything when most people are probably thinking about it in their head. They might not be brave enough or comfortable enough to ask you in person, but I mean, I'm always just thinking about how they're probably asking somebody else if they know anything about me or talking about me behind my back or something like that. So I completely understand why a lot of people are or get uncomfortable around the holidays because of this type of thing, whether it's with their friends and family or if it's with their significant others, friends and family. But I do also want to talk about the importance of like a selective family. We've talked about this before, I think in a previous episode, but I mean, not, not all of us are going to have a supportive family and that's really sad and unfortunate. And I wish that wasn't the case. I wish we were in a place in society where everybody could openly be whoever they were or however they identify and nobody would care. And your family as a family member your job is literally to support your other family members and be there for them and love them regardless. And that's not how it is. But I also think it's important to realize that even if your blood family might not be the most supportive, there's always going to be a group of people out there 
who are going to accept you. And that's probably why like Friendsgiving and things like that are so common now is because either whether it's because you can't see your family due to you not being with them or you living in a different location than them, or if it's the fact that you just don't have a good relationship with your family, I think it's still important and it's still beneficial to have a solid group of people in your life that you can celebrate the holidays with because I feel like the holidays in itself are not a negative thing and we should be happy. It's just that sometimes the people that we spend it with are shitty and they ruin the whole experience. But I think as a whole, like the the holidays are an exciting time and a special time to get close to the people that actually do love you and who do support you. So I think it, it is important to have that extra like extended family or a selective family that you have that you can also spend these times with. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I had a Friendsgiving last year and it was the first time after coming out that I actually was around like a group of friends, like really close friends that I would call like my family. And it meant so much to me to be in that and they like rented out this like house that was like a, like a cabin sort of house, like in like the woodsy area of Florida. And um, it was just really, really cool to just be around people and be in a beautiful area and um, just like have, I don't know, some nice food with like people that like respect you and see you as you. And that entire time, I didn't feel like I was being judged. I didn't feel like my identity was on everyone's mind. It was so, so great to just like have that moment with friends. And I that's where I think like selective family is super important. And I would consider a lot of people are like, you know, blood um, blood comes first or blood is stronger, thicker. Than, what is it? Blood is thicker than water or like family is like... Um, family comes first or whatever and if your friends aren't like your family um because they're not your blood but like I don't agree with that at all I definitely think your friends can be just as important just as loving and caring if not more loving and caring than your actual family because you choose them you get to choose who you want in your life and this whole idea that like blood is like comes first and like that's what you always have to like rely on and that's who you always have to be around. It's bullshit. Doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything because you came out of someone's pussy. Like it doesn't mean a thing. <laughs> so yeah, friends are like really, really, really good and like they're really, really great. And so my partner has been such a constant in my life that like without her, I really I wouldn't I wouldn't really have any any family. And so it's been really great to have her as like a true constant and um, always be there for me during the holidays because it, it is definitely a really hard time. But I think Selective Family is um, amazing. And um, I know a lot of you guys um, may or may not have that. And I know that there may, you guys might be in situations where you're stuck in a house with people that don't accept you or maybe you're not out of the closet and um, maybe it's like something that you're kind of trying to like work your way around or maybe you decide you want to come out during the holidays. There's like a million different variables. Like I know that this time can be a very difficult one, but um, if you're young, just know that like you have so much time in your life to like gain people, gain support and that there is that support system out there for you. Um, it just might take a long time. Like 
after I lost a lot of my closest friends and family from coming out, um, I didn't really make a, a friend until I reached out to Gage. Um, and even that, like you, you were long distance, you were like all the way across the country. Um, so I didn't really have like a good, like personal friend that I would hang out with up until like this past year, um, that, and like that, that's been, that's a long time. And so sometimes it takes a while before you find a good community of people who love and support you. So yeah, it definitely, I think it, it, it is important though. And I think it is, um, something that's just as real and just as valid uh, as family. So even if you're, if it's Thanksgiving or if it's Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever you celebrate, um, if it's the holiday season and you feel sad because you're not with your mom or your dad or your brother or your sister, just know whoever you are with is just as valid and it's just as acceptable and it can just be just as fun and happy and heartwarming um, and wholesome as um, your experience with any of your family members. Yeah. And I, I'm happy that we're kind of getting past the notion of like blood is thicker than water and you always have to make sure that your family, you're on good terms with your family, like regardless of what they do, because I mean, I don't have time for people for negative energy in my life, period. I don't care if you're my aunt or my uncle or my coworker. Like if you are very obviously disagreeing with how I just, how I choose to live my life and you constantly have something negative to say, like what, what good does it do to keep them in your life? Even if they're your family member, like it's literally not doing anything for you. It's not doing anything for your mental health. You're constantly overthinking and being insecure about what this person is saying to you. So again, I, I don't care what your relationship is to me. If you don't accept me for who I am, then you're going to go. Like it's, I just I hate when people say, "Oh, you have to always give your family a chance." And I I do understand that sometimes family takes a while to come around, and that's perfectly fine. But I feel like at a certain point, you can kind of tell whether or not this person is going to get over it, or at least that they're making tiny baby steps to get over it or to understand you. And if they're just completely stubborn and they are not going to change their mind at all, so. Yeah, while I think it's important to make friends and spend this time with people that actually do value who you are as a person, I think that the holidays can also be in a weird way clarifying because it can help you realize which people in your life don't necessarily deserve to be in your life anymore. Like if you have a family member that has consistently shown you that every single Thanksgiving or every single Christmas, they're going to try and make your life a living hell, or they're going to make fun of you or say something really shitty. Then that's your cue. Like that's the perfect example. You need to probably cut this person out of your life. They've shown signs that they're not going to change and they're not going to try and understand who you are as a person. So what necessarily is the point of keeping them in your life? And I need you to like move to LA so we can have a transgiving and only invite trans people. Oh my and god! And chasers can be like so our servants good. and service. Oh food. my god! <laughs> <laughs> I know a few trans people in LA, so maybe exactly. That's so funny. Oh my god! We can have like a <laughs> that would be so fun. That would be really cool. Like I'm actually I'm trying to move to LA really bad. We can talk about this in another like episode or something, but like definitely like I. 
I really, that would be so cool. Yeah, I definitely am trying to get out there. And, um, but yeah, like I agree with like the things that you're saying about like, um, sometimes family doesn't come around. And I know that's like a, a myth or something that like is spread around like the community where it's like, oh, they'll come around, like give them, give them a chance. Like they'll come around. But like, you know, your family better than anyone. And um, sometimes they will shock you for sure. Like I was definitely shocked by that. There's a notion of like, they'll come around. And sometimes like, that's just not the case, whether that's culturally, like you just kind of like know that they're, they are a certain way and it's just impossible to try and change them. Um, so I definitely think that like holding on to that hope is like really fucked up and it like can mentally fuck you up and it essentially gives that like it puts all the pressure on you I think to like accept them when they should be the ones accepting you and um, that's where it's like really hard and it definitely is really hard to kind of let go of family or stop talking or communicating with family I still talk with my mom and that's something I'm trying to work with even though my mom doesn't like call me by my pronouns or call me by my name like um it's like really really difficult me to um to like let go of that so I know how hard um it is to kind of like do that but yeah I definitely think that it's important for you to like know that if a family member is treating you a certain way you don't have to take it like that's not your responsibility to change their mind like if you've given them the opportunity to understand who you are, you've laid it out, then it is on them to research whatever they want to research, unless they ask you direct questions that they're curious about. But if they're attacking you, targeting you, you don't have to respond to that. That is not your priority. I feel like a lot of times I like shut down because of how they're treating me and I was called selfish because I didn't like give them a chance to understand me, but it's not going to work that way. Like you're not selfish because you mentally have to get yourself out of a situation for being so toxic. And so I know during the holidays that like that feeling of toxicity like can exist and it can be so vibrant within the family like dynamic. And I definitely think that um, if you are in a situation like that, don't be afraid to just be like, I'm out of here. Like I cannot handle this right now. I can't, I cannot uh, be around like this energy. I cannot be because um, if it affects your mental health, it's definitely important for you to like um, get away from that and love yourself and work on that rather than like having shitty people's shitty opinions about you, I don't know, exist. So yeah, I definitely think it's important for for you to like realize that like family isn't doesn't have to come first especially if they don't respect you. If they're not putting you first, then you don't, you shouldn't have to put them first. Um, and yeah, I definitely think that's like how I feel a lot with my family. And um, it's like really, really hard for me to do that. And there's a bunch of like different things and topics that can come up during the holidays. And I know trans people have to deal with it like a lot. Um, and I'm sure that maybe like it exists with you to some extent. I know our situations are different, but like right now, um, Emily and I have been together a while and every one of her family members are getting, uh, pregnant essentially like her like cousin oh and gosh. stuff. Yeah. And so, um, recently like Emily like jokes all the time, what well, kind of jokes, but she's like, I want a baby. And it's like, it's funny. Cause like, I want a child too, but like, obviously we can't have a child because we're 12 years old and also we aren't financially stable, but like, of course we see each other or having a child with each other. But, um, yeah, like her family are always like 
like it's like weird because like are you guys trying are you trying and then it puts me in a weird situation because i'm like what do you expect like what do you think is happening here between us like my partner and i because i'm like so like i know you know that i'm trans but like what like do you think we can have kids biologically like like how do you how are you perceiving this and then i get into my own head with like oh do they still think that i have a penis or like do they think that i can just like 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 have a baby like normally with my partner because i can't like i'm i'm infertile i had to store sperm and i don't think they really understand the details about that so when they're asking questions like that it can really invalidate me and it can feel really dysphoric for me because i'm like i'm like i don't want you to be thinking of me in your head as like a male able to have babies with my significant other and that that's just like really hard on me so i'm not sure if you have any situations or you have any fears like that about like children and those kind of conversations coming up during the holidays yeah i definitely do especially because i mean we're 26 and i feel like 26 is like a, a normal age to start having kids but like you said like we are not able, unfortunately, to have kids the traditional way. And I'm in a relationship with a male. And I mean, at this point, I, I can't get pregnant. The only option that we have is either adoption or surrogacy. So that's probably the thing that stresses me the most about family gatherings is that, you know, there are other cousins and aunts and uncles who are still having kids. And you're just constantly thinking about, I just know like a grandma or a grandpa is going to ask us if we're going to have kids and like, do you want me to explicitly say that I don't have ovaries and like, I can't carry a child? Like, I, I don't know like what they're thinking of or how much knowledge they know about how a trans woman goes about having kids. And that's not like a conversation that I want to have necessarily at a Christmas party when I kind of just want to relax. So that's very, a very stressful topic to talk about because I also get in my head and I think about how, you know, his family, what if his family was really excited about having a biological cousin or niece, nephew, grandchild, whatever. And unfortunately, I can't give them that. So that's, I feel like that's the most stressful thing to me is that I'm unable to birth a child with both of our DNAs. And I feel like for a lot of families, the pride of having grandchildren or having the family line continue is that a part of you is inside of them because you share the same DNA and the same bloodline. And I can't do that because I can't carry a child. So yeah, the holidays kind of bring back those feelings again, just because it is a time of family. And it kind of reminds you that oh, if you want to start your own family and your own family traditions, then you're going to have to go through all these hoops and everything in order to get that. Because like I said, my our options are either adoption or surrogacy, and that is so expensive. And also, there's a possibility that we could have either a biological children with my DNA or a biological children with only Russell's DNA. But it's like, how do we get a child with both of our DNAs because I feel like that's what most people think about when they think about having kids is like, I want a little me running around. I want a child that resembles me and my partner and will grow up with our traits and things like that. So 
yeah, that's now that you bring it up, I feel like that's probably the most stressful point of the holidays for me is just having to come to the reality that us building our own family is going to take a lot more effort than a lot of other people. Yeah. Um, it is frustrating because like, like I know people have like questions and they like, they don't mean harm when they're asking them, but like a lot of times they can like definitely sit with us, especially subjects like that, like children, um, children and like having children is just such a sensitive topic for trans people because it is so difficult. It is like super, super difficult to um, comprehend the like, because regardless of like, I think whatever identity that you like exist in, whether you're like a trans man, a trans woman, if you're doing some sort of like hormone replacement therapy, there is a chance that obviously it's going to be very difficult for you to have children. For me, I'm, I'm in a relationship with a woman and, um, it's hard for people to see us as valid. Like I talked about the experience of like, um, her family member calling us friends, and then that on t- on top of that, it's like definitely difficult to like like we can have biological children, but like on that, it's like an, a super expensive, um, uh, like insemination process uh, with like going to a bunch of doctors. Um, this initial storage and how much it costs every year, and like having to constantly pay for that, um, and then for like maybes, like like we might be able to get pregnant. And like just a bunch of stuff like that. So it's like really an intense conversation when someone's like, are you guys going to have kids? Because then you have to break down the whole aspect of like, okay, how do they think we're having sex right now? Because I'm trans and like that stresses me out because I don't want anyone to think of me in that way or think of my genitalia. And then on top of that, it's like the trauma that I have, like dealing with kids and like how that's going to end up working because like her I think her like aunt said the other day like oh like you can't really plan for kids anyway so you should just have them but it's like well we have to plan for it like we literally have to plan for it I'm literally I I I come air and I say that all the time but like I my hormones like like it like I mean it's true you're not lying right so like with (laughs) with hormones like I mean like it it definitely like a lot of people become infertile and it happens to the majority of people. So it's like, there's like, it's impossible for us to get pregnant or anything like that. And if I get surgery in the future, whatever may happen, um, that adds another layer. So like, that's definitely such a fucking issue during the holidays. I get so stressed about it. I don't want to be asked about our future like that, especially because I still feel like I'm pretty young. Um, so it is definitely, uh, the holidays are rough even like with people that you find close sometimes they can be very hard and scary so i guess the main takeaways of this episode are essentially i mean bottom line holidays are stressful and they're rough for trans people people in the lgbt community um just due to the fact that our identity is oftentimes the center point of conversation that's what people want to know about and the company that you have might not always be the most supportive but like we have been saying it is important to understand that it's okay to have your support system not be blood related to you because sometimes those can be the most toxic people and I don't think anybody should continue to keep anyone around in their life if they've 
already proven multiple times that they are either not showing any improvement to understand who you are, or they literally just don't care. So I think if you can avoid uncomfortable situations, you definitely should. I know there are a lot of people who either still work or they still live at home or they're still in the closet. So these aren't necessarily things that they can outwardly do at the moment because it's either whether whether or not it's not safe for you to come out yet or if you just have to deal with your family with the time being. Just stay strong. I know it sucks right now, but Someday in the future, you will be celebrating the holidays with people who love and support you. And all of the people who don't, don't deserve to be in your life. They don't deserve to watch you flourish and grow and succeed in your life in the future. So I think we all just need to come together and support each other. Everyone should just be supportive of each other during the holidays because you never know what somebody's family situation is like and if they have a good support system to celebrate the holidays with. So just be nice, be kind, be a good human being, be patient, and also just know that there are people out there who 100% support you and love you and want to see you succeed even if they're not in your life at the moment. And if you see someone struggling or someone who is trans or even if they aren't trans and you can see that they they have a home life that isn't necessarily the most stable, um, I would say do what you can and ask your family, see if you can invite them, see if you can bring them in. Because even that little invite like, could mean the absolute world to them. It could mean um, so much to just being able to give someone a, a support system for a single day out of the year. Like, if you can just do that for them, that would be really, really, really great. So definitely, like, talk with your friends, see how they're doing, see how the people around you are doing, and be there for them, um, especially if you feel like you have, you're lucky, you're fortunate, you have a good life. If you're privileged in that, um, take advantage of it. Find people who may need help, may need food during the holidays. Like, if you want to, like, treat them to something nice, I think that's really, really important to do. So yeah, like Gage said, be kind, um, be considerate, and um, take into account uh, other people. And um, yeah, and also like with family and stuff, like if you guys need support or if you guys need anyone to talk with, um, please DM me and I'll do whatever I can to like get to as many as I can, especially if you're stressed out or if you need advice or guidance. Um, I'll do whatever I can to like um, reach out. If you want to message the girlish Instagram, um, Gage and I are on it a lot, so um, we can do whatever we can to respond to as many people as we can because we know that it is like a really uh, stressful, stress, stressful time. I mean, I've been through it. So yeah, if you guys need any help or anything or any advice, we definitely got you. Same goes for me. Like if anybody wants to reach out to both of us, plus our podcast or one of us individually, definitely feel free to reach out to us on Instagram. We love interacting with people who are listening to the podcast, especially if you are going through a rough time during the holidays. I I would love to just be there for anybody who needs it, who maybe doesn't have a supportive system, just, you know, to to show people that it's okay to not be okay during the holidays. I feel like it's like hyper 
actively happy and everybody thinks you need to be happy when you don't necessarily have to, especially given your circumstances, if that's not something you should do. So yeah, you should definitely reach out to us if you have any concerns or if you just need somebody to talk to. You can also reach out to us to share how the holidays are for you, if you've had negative or positive experiences, or if you have just like a comment about the episode or any of the episodes that we filmed. Like I said, we love interacting with people and we are pretty active on Instagram. And we also have been posting video clips of us recording the podcast as well. We uploaded one on IGTV as well as our YouTube channel. So you can also obviously go to any of those platforms as well to leave a comment and I'm sure we'll see it as well. Yes. um, Every Wednesday we will be uploading our videos on IGTV and on our YouTube channel. So please go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, You you can just look us up uh, girlish podcast on youtube but you can also go on girlishpodcast.com and there's a little section where you can click uh youtube so um yes literally look us up um on wednesdays we post like a, a highlights from our episode on mondays we post a full episode so um we have this whole schedule that we're trying to keep up with and trying to like give as much content as we can to, to you guys and we're super excited that we're able to have like this video component to the episode because it's definitely a lot more engaging to see our faces and we've heard a lot of people like ask for it they want like video versions they want to be able to see us and so we want to do it even though it's not the full episode we want to give you guys little snippets little highlights from the show because we definitely think it's important to i don't know have that communication plus we still like we have a youtube channel we have youtube channels where it's a good platform to like produce content on. And I think this is like what we're enjoying a lot and how we enjoy to advocate. So um, we definitely are super excited to be putting this on a YouTube channel, but go subscribe to us so you can be up to date with everything like that. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at girlish podcast. Um, and we're pretty active on there where we up- update like any and everything um also if you got i'm like plugging everything right now i mean find us on twitter at girlish podcast you can find us on tiktok at girlish podcast um and if you want to leave a review you can leave a review on apple Podcasts. um if you want to write about us or talk about us share us with your friends write about us on reddit literally anything that would mean the absolute world to us but now that i'm done with the plugs i hope you guys enjoy this episode um, we really, really love talking um, and kind of giving advice, especially with something this serious. I've lived a lot of like these like really shitty experiences as a trans person. So I really like understand like like how hard it can be. So I think it's important that we have this discussion and I'm happy that we did. Um, so thank you for, um, you know, staying by listening to the this episode. We really appreciate it. Yeah. And if you need to, I don't know, pop an edible to get through the holidays, if you need to take a shot, drink a few White Claws, I don't know what you need to do to get through. No judgment. I probably will do the same thing. Um, And yeah, thank you so much for everybody who has listened. And we will see you again next week with another episode. Yeah. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye.